The Hawkeye Nation podcast is happy to have Exile Brewing Company as our anchor sponsor based in Des Moines, Iowa, down at 1514 Walnut Street, established in 2012. The 2015 Great American Beer Festival gold medal winner, top 10 best-selling new craft beer in the nation for 2015, and you have that in Des Moines, Iowa, available on tap and in bottles throughout the entire state. They brew five year-round beers, 10 to 15 seasonal and limited release beers so check them out exile brewing company 1514 wallet street HawkeyeNation.com Instant Reacts Podcast. Ooh, this is going to be a fun one, folks. My name is Wolfgang, at Wolfgang Hawkeye on Twitter, at Wolfgang Hawkeye on Twitter. Tweet at me if you got any questions. We need to start doing that uh, for future podcasts. I think uh, if anybody has any good takes or any uh, good questions that they want to talk about, we can definitely do that. How about them Hawks? Anybody hear that sound? That's the home court at Maryland. I've never heard that place so quiet. And a matter of fact, we got some boos at the end of the game. We got some boos when they are, they brought their 2002 national championship team back and that game ends with boos. Yo, I will say that student section, very enjoyable. I don't think they had the mics in the right place. You don't really, you didn't really get to hear how good of a home court advantage that is especially with the students but they go absolutely crazy and that's one thing we'd like to see Iowa take a step uh, forward in terms of that but how about Bohandon all right you guys on Twitter you guys on message boards there's been a lot of mixed opinion on this young man and let me tell you he's not just a three-point shooter He's not just a guy that shoots a 21-footer. He's shooting 25-footers. And that, with ease, with confidence, if he continues to do that over his career, he's going to break every three-point record that I was ever known. And if the guys, which they do now know what a great shooter he is, go out of their way to look for him, look out. Look out. This, I mean, this season is getting fun. I wanted to see Iowa matched up against one of the better teams in the Big Ten. Iowa beat Indiana. Indiana's struggling with plenty of injuries. We don't know how big a win that was. We found it great because we were down 9-0, 12-2. They stuck in there. They hung in there. It's a young team. What makes this win even better is because, obviously, Maryland's a top 25 team. Um, But this is a young Iowa team. And to go on the road and and beat a team that's only a game back of first in the Big Ten and beat them easily, beat them handily, make them look not that great. They did not look that great. Bears hitting threes. Everybody's hitting threes. Uh, the other guy I want to talk about real quick, and, real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll go down some some of the stats so that you guys uh, you guys got a feel for uh, what all the players did. But uh, how about Cook? I am just absolutely loving Cook lately. We're going to him down in the post. Iowa is feeding the post like I have never seen in the Fran era. 
It's been one of my problems with him over the years. He may say, well, we didn't have guys down in the post that I felt comfortable about back in the day. I would disagree. I would disagree. I don't think you have to be Kevin McHale in the post um, to throw it to a guy that's 6'9 and is being guarded by a 5'11 midget. I I don't believe that you have to have, you know, just the greatest feet ever. Turn and shoot over the guy. Okay, I've said that for years. I've always had a problem with Wisconsin when they put their point guards on Iowa's power forwards and we don't look. We just have our guards just sit there and look at. I think I posted something to the effect of Varen White, you know. He would get mad from time to time. He'd be sitting there having a guy on his hip that was 8, 10 inches shorter than him. And he's like, am I a ghost? Do you guys see me? Throw me the ball. And we are this year. It's absolutely enjoyable to see the feeding of the post. I did not see that coming this year. Um, Fran obviously feels good with the guys that, that we can feed into the post. And that's a cook. And I, I pointed out, I'm watching it with uh, TB here. I pointed out one of the, the sets we ran where uh, we had Cook down low, fed him, um, had the runner go through around to the other side, had him just completely, the court was completely spread. Cook had all the room in the world to go to work, and he did. And I think on one of them, it was maybe even a little bit of a baby hook that was just gorgeous. And his hands are getting better. I don't know if it was his finger all year or what, but he's, he's got better hands I don't think he shot let me look at his free throws I don't think he shot free throws 5-8 that's not you know that's not terrible but I just like the way the ball looks in Cook's hands when he's shooting free throws now and while I didn't see at the beginning of the year I don't I didn't see that he was ever going to be a shooter I can actually see him down the line we actually want the ball in his hands and shooting free throws I would not have said that at the beginning of the year this was such a phenomenal win such a phenomenal win. Bohannon, soak it in, baby. All the haters out there that were hating now, Adam. He deserves this. Yeah. <laughs> big, big middle fingers, baby. Big middle fingers. Uh, let's go down some of the stats here, I think. Um, Wagner uh, only had two points, one of five field goals. Um, didn't do too much. Played 13 minutes. He does bring energy. Um, as we talked about with Bohannon, 31 minutes, okay? 24 points, 8 of 13 from field goal range. I will say on the field goal range, I really don't even want to see him shoot the ball inside the, the arc. I like I like when he gets into the lane, circles back around, which I call the Steve Nash, and then feeds somebody else. Um, he gets his shot blocked too too often down there, and I think it will continue to happen. He's not, he's not overly big, overly tall, and it's going to happen a lot, but that those 25-foot three-pointers were just sick. He was 8 of 10 from three-point range. He was actually 8 of 9 before he kind of forced that one at the end. So 8 of 10 from three-point range. Um, three rebounds, five assists, two turnovers. So better than two to two to one uh, assist to turnover ratio. Moss is a guy that I think if we want to hit our ceiling, we need to start seeing more from. Um, only had two points, and I believe that was on a fast-break layup that he is he's pretty damn good at making. Um, him on the run and gun, he does a nice job of hanging in the air and maneuvering his body um, and scoring on those. So I, I do like Moss on that, but he has uh, he's been struggling lately. We'll see if we can get him. Um, and that would add something to this team, um, a guy that can get by his man. I think that's one thing that this team, this Iowa team is missing. It's a, it's a guard that, you know, puts the fear of God in you that, oh boy, how am I going to stay in front of this guy? We don't really have that. Moss is probably the closest thing that we have to that, and I think he can. 
I think he can become that. Uh, Mr. Mr. Cook, as we talked about, 8 of 13 field goals. Uh, 5 of 8 free throws. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, 10 rebounds. Beautiful. Love that. We out-rebounded him. I told you I've had a big problem with the uh, defensive rebounding and the rebounding overall all season long. I think it's been almost pathetic that we're... I don't know if we're trying to break the Guinness Book of World Records for most consecutive possessions of not boxing out. I'm not sure what what the goal is there. That's not a goal that I'd like to have. But we did out-rebound him. So uh, let's look at the team rebounds here to see what that uh, what that total rebounds. Yeah, we out-rebounded him by five. We out-rebounded him by five. So um, good work. Some of that's luck. Some of that's the bounce. Some of it is blocking out. And we'll continue to get, continue to get better at that. Uh, Williams didn't do anything. Um, gonna yeah, I'm I'm a little down on Williams. I I expected more of him, more from him this year. He he just hasn't shown it to me. Um, and I know the p word, and I know a lot of the guys that are listening to that love the potential of him. The potential. I'm ready to. I need to see it. Okay, I need to see him get to the basket and finish. Um, don't really want him shooting threes. Don't even want him shooting any of those other shots. Get to the basket if you can. If not, get in the lane and dish. Dish for others. Um, Because this just isn't his year so far. At least I don't believe. Now, he could be, which I've talked to to other people that know their stuff, that he could be the X Factor next year. Um, And he could be. Or he could could get passed up by Fran McCaffrey's son. So it's going to be real interesting to see how he finishes off the year, Christian Williams, and then see what uh, Fran's son, what kind of of thing he'll bring into uh, um, the team. Because I know he's shooting 43% from three-point range in high school he's shooting crazy awesome from uh, free throw range he sees the court beautifully obviously he's a coach's son so he's smart um so it'll be interesting next year to see what that happens does Christian Williams get to overpassed passed over by a true freshman and his son in uh, Fran McCaffrey's son Ellingson two of four not a bad game love his stroke um I think we'll continue to see more out of him next year when he gets more minutes it's just tough for a shooter um, to get in the flow, to you know, get the sweat going, and and I think you'll see, I think you'll see a pretty damn good year out of him. We were, uh, I was on uh, talking with a friend. We were trying to break down minutes for next year, and maybe I'll do that on the next podcast when I sit down and actually put pen to paper. But um, it'll be interesting to see what how many minutes Ellingson gets because he can shoot it. He absolutely can shoot it. I think he's a better team defender um, than people get him credit for. A lot of times when people say that, that means now you just suck at defense. No, I think he's actually a pretty decent um, team defender, um, and he can only and he'll get better, and he'll be a senior leader next year. Um, Ewell, another one of those guys that wow, what if he starts giving us something? Because um, he didn't do, you don't think he did anything? Yeah, Ewell had zero point zero zero. Didn't even take a shot. Two rebounds, twelve minutes. That's got to improve. Um, I do like when he does get rebounds. He didn't get very many rebounds, but I think it's a very interesting aspect of the Iowa run game um, because he's pretty damn fast and he's got pretty decent handle. When Iowa, when Iowa gets when he gets a rebound, when Ewell gets a rebound and he just takes the ball, turns around and goes. I love it. I love it. I, we saw that earlier in the year, and hopefully we'll continue to see more of that. Pemsel, um, not a great game out of Pemsel. Um, played uh, only um, nine minutes actually. Pems only played nine minutes, four points, two of two, though. Um, and I love the attitude he brings. He's the one guy in on that team. And also Cook. You see, you've been watching the way Cook's staring down people. He's, he's getting a little bit of that Pemsel attitude, man. I'm starting to like that, TB. 
I'm telling you, I, I love, we need guys like that. We can't have all choir boys, okay? Sometimes you got to have a guy that says, hey, man, look what I just did to you, and I'm going to make you know about it. I'm sorry if that's not uh, <laughs> if that's not great sportsmanship, but uh, sorry, I like it, and I want we need some of those players on our team. Um, again, my man, my man, do I even have to say it, Nicholas Bear, love him. 11 points, 4 of 7 from the field, so he's efficient. 3 of 6 from 3-point three three range, beautiful. We'll take that. Um, only had 2 rebounds, a little surprising there, but 22 minutes out of him. Um, we'll take it. We'll take Bear. I'll take him any freaking day. And Trimble, look at Trimble. Trimble only had 10 points in 32 minutes. He had 3 points for most of the game. Didn't do much at all. We did a nice job on Trimble. Um... So and and that was the big thing because he had a three game run there, a three game stretch where he was kicking butt and taking names. So I was a little bit worried about that with Bohannon and staying in front of him and and not fouling him and and but no, did an absolutely beautiful job. Uh, team stats, uh, three point field goal percentage. You want to look at something huge? I was sixteen to 62 percent, sixty two percent, and shot forty eight point four percent. Field goal percentage overall. So let's see any other interesting. I think there were second chance points that stuck out to me when I was looking. It was just insane. Yeah, look at these second chance points. Second chance points. Iowa thirty. If I can get my iPad to turn here, Iowa thirty second chance points. Maryland six. My gosh, that's that is an arse whooping of epic proportions. Epic proportions. And, and like I said, again, three-point field goal percentage. Three-point field goal percentage, Iowa 62%. And then uh, Maryland 32%, which isn't terrible. But when you got a team that's shooting 62%, thanks to my man Bohannon, um, that's that's tough to beat. That's, it's going to be really tough to beat. Exile Brewing Company has a couple of beers that they want you to know about. One, the Ruthie, the flagship beer available year-round, a golden lager, light, medium-bodied beer, incredibly smooth finish, their most popular beer that Exile Brewing Company makes. Let me give you a few adjectives they give. A subtle biscuit and caramel undertone, but very well-balanced. Brew with premium German malt and hops, available year-round. And some seasonal beers, the one they're featuring right now, the Sir Mokalot Stout. Again, some adjectives from Exile. Jet black in color, medium body, brewed with local cocoa from Stam, coffee malt and chocolate malt. Robust coffee aroma, smells like a fresh pot of dark roast coffee. Rich dark chocolate finish from local cocoa. That is available through February, available on tap and in bottles throughout the entire state of Iowa. Uh, bench points, I think we're about the same. Um, yeah, 23 to 20. Iowa, Iowa, Iowa had 23 bench points. Um, they had 20. Um, very enjoyable game to watch. Going to finish out the season with uh, Wisconsin. That's at Wisconsin. Uh, no team I love to beat more than them. Again, it's another gauge to see where this team is. And that's what I want right now with these teams. I want to see how good we are. Before we get into the into the Big Ten tournament, because if we're sitting there looking at the Big Ten race, and if and if you're sitting there looking at, it, and John actually had a nice article, check it out over on HawkeyeNation.com, where he kind of uh, projected the rest of the season for the teams in the Big Ten, and then had them seated where they would play. It was nice, so the brackets up there, and you can kind of see where 
where Iowa would play. I think it. I think he had Iowa playing Michigan. Iowa would have been an eight seed, right behind Illinois, which was a seven seed, I believe. Michigan a nine seed, but that uh, that that'll go up. They won today. Um, but yeah, that that'll be interesting. And then if Iowa were to beat Michigan, who I was I was completely wrong on Michigan this year. I I have no problem saying when I'm right, but when I'm wrong, I, I did not see Michigan being an eight seed in the Big Ten. I think they've got too much talent um, for that to happen. I've got too much respect for their coach um, for that to happen. But hey, maybe they'll get it get it going on at the right time, much like Iowa. So Iowa would play. Let's see, Iowa in John Miller's scenario would play. Uh, Michigan in the first game, and if they beat Michigan, they'd, be, they'd play Purdue, and we've beaten Purdue. Iowa has beaten Purdue. There's no reason to be scared. Now, they are a mismatch freaking nightmare just because of how big they are, and it scares me that obviously what I've been saying over and over again is the rebounding, the blocking out, and you better block out against Purdue or that's going to be uh, big-time trouble. So, I mean, the opportunity there, TB, is there to make a run. There is a possibility of making a run, which is fun, which is fun. And we're going to make the NIT now, it looks like. So even if Iowa doesn't, you know, it's not. it wouldn't even be a miracle if Iowa did that. It wouldn't be a miracle if they win the Big Ten tournament. The Big Ten is not. There's nobody there to be scared of. There's not, and especially with the way Iowa's played the last two games. And let's hope they can do it against Wisconsin. Let's hope they can do it against Penn State. Um, and Because they have to keep that consistency. They have to... And on defense, I need to see more anticipation on defense. That that acts that has to get better. It has gotten better over the years. Good job out of Fran. Good job of the out of the assistant coaches for doing that. Um, but obviously, the defense has to has to pick up even another level if I wants to make a run um, a run for that. Uh, let's see if we got any other interesting stats. Um, Let's see. Field goal percentage for Maryland, uh, 44%. Um, and then, like I said, I think earlier, a 32.4% from three-point range. Um, but this is a great win. This is a this is a win where, you know, if I weren't going out right now, I, I just can't wait to sit down and re-watch it. I love shooters. I love guys that can hit three-pointers, not just out to the line, but way out. Guys like Bear can hit them now. You got guys like Bohannon that's just sick tonight. Um, you got guys like Ellingson who's only going to hit more and more three-pointers. He's leading the Big Ten in three-point percentage at 51%. And that's hard because he doesn't get as many opportunities as some of the other guys to, you know, to get their stroke going like a Peter Jock or something. I think Peter's only shooting 35 36% from three-point range, but that's obviously... We know why that is. Um, he hasn't been healthy, and we all know he's one of the best shooters Iowa's ever seen. At least I've ever seen at Iowa. The, one of the smoothest strokes. And he, he's a better shooter than that. So if he can get healthy, even more healthy, and start hitting his threes. What did he hit three again? Jock hit uh, well, three of six. We'll take that any day, 50%. Three of six from three-point range. But he's even missing some open ones where it's surprising that he's missing them. And that, that wouldn't have happened earlier in the year when he was absolutely stroking it. Um so it'll be interesting. Uh, Wisconsin coming up. Let's do it. Let's beat them. Let's finish this season off right. Think about how happy everybody's going to be going into this offseason with only losing one guy in Peter Jock. A guy that we know is good. We know he's great on, on offense. But sometimes he can be a little bit of a liability on defense. Although I think he's 
playing better. Um, part of that is his injury. Who wants to play defense when your back hurts, when your shoulder hurts, when you're just not feeling it? Uh, found it interesting. Uh, we'll see. We don't want to fade here. We've had fades with Iowa basketball teams in the past. It was interesting to see that the Maryland coach gave them time off this um, this past week um, because he wanted their legs fresh. And the, it's interesting because I just started hearing about this probably the last three years. And it was a guy by the name of Bobby Knight who brought it up. You'd think Bobby Knight would be a guy that would run his guys into the ground, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think that he would have five-hour practices? Yes, you know, just five-hour practices, run his guys into the ground till they couldn't take it anymore. And I heard him on a podcast once, and he said something to the effect of, no, I, I can't do that. We got to get in, we got to have a great practice, and we got to get out. These kids' legs have to be fresh. And you've seen that in the NBA. They talk about that. The Spurs were kind of the first ones. Uh, the Cavs are now talking about it with LeBron because he's leading the league in uh, in minutes played, which just can't happen for a 32-year-old that has as many wheels or has as many miles on his wheels as, as he does. Um, but it's interesting that I wonder what Fran's philosophy on that is. I have not heard that if Rob Howard or uh, one of the other guys, I'm, what is his philosophy on at this part of the season? Does he start winding down the practices a little bit more? get them off their feet. Um, obviously, you got to have shoot-around and such. But the Maryland coach canceled the uh, shoot-around, I believe, today. Because they had lost, what were they? How, what's their record? Was it three and three out of their last? I can't remember what, what that was. I wrote it down somewhere. But uh, let me see if I can find that. Yeah, Maryland had lost four of six. So make that, uh, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. So, no, we'll take that. We'll take that win big time. And... Um, but to, to uh, follow up on what Bobby Knight said, is he said, no, get in, get out, make sure your players' legs are fresh. And we've always wondered this about some of Fran's teams because they have faded down the end, down the stretch. I have trouble believing that he's working them too hard because we're playing 12 guys, okay? I, I don't think anybody's minutes are so crazy unless he is, you know, grinding them in practice. You know, I mean, that could be possible. They, everybody says, well, they're young. They're young. Uh, get, they'll be, they can get tired when they're dead. Well, that's not necessarily the case. It's not necessarily that you can get tired. But I would think there's less of a factor with that with Fran um, than other teams because I will play so much. But we also do run and gun. So what a win by the Hawkeyes, baby. What a win. I'll be watching that tonight uh, about uh, 1 in the morning when I can't sleep. I will be loving every second of it. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. This this season could finish out really good. We'll be back for the uh, next game. We'll have one of these after every single um, after every single basketball game. So please listen in. We call it the instant react after the game. And I got to get John Miller in here. He said he was going to do it a couple times with me. So I got to get him some of his opinions. Um, we'll do that over Skype, maybe one of these times. So uh, tweet at me at Wolfgang Hawkeye on Twitter. If you got questions, if you got a take, if you think a take I said was uh, ridiculous or not well thought out or you did like it, uh, let me know and we will uh, we'll get your Twitter out there as well. So thanks for everybody for listening to Hawkeye Nation Podcast. We will be back next week at Wolfgang Hawkeye Twitter. Thanks. <laughs>